Welcome to the Lisa Show. I'm Lisa Natoli. This is episode two. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited for today's topic, dealing with physical symptoms. If you like the show and you would like to get updates the second I post them, you can subscribe over at SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Lisa Natoli. I still don't know exactly when I'm going to be posting these weekly shows. Last week I posted it on Thursday. This week I'm posting it on Thursday. So if you want to just get it the second I post it, just subscribe, follow the show, the Lisa show, and you will be alerted the second it goes up. This week I really wanted to talk about physical symptoms. A lot of the mail that I receive is from people asking for prayer around sickness and physical pain. And I'm grateful for people opening up their hearts in a very authentic way. I also received a message from someone who really said, can you please give a show or something on how I can deal with this darkness that I'm experiencing? And she's been dealing with physical symptoms for years. She's constantly in the doctor's office, always searching online for for a cure. She's on a spiritual path. And so I wanted to really just share that answer with all of you. I'm going to be speaking from my own heart, use a little bit from A Course in Miracles, which is always my inspiration. I love the mind training of A Course in Miracles. I always encourage people to buy a copy of the book and begin it. Just make a commitment to do the workbook lessons, set time aside to read the text. Truly is an instruction manual on awakening, transformation, and healing. Many people on the spiritual path use spiritual ideas to not do the inner work. So, for example, with A Course in Miracles, you may have a physical experience of sickness and you find yourself saying things like, I'm not a body, it's an illusion, there is no world, I need do nothing. And that's the truth. That's all the truth. You're not a body. There is no world. It's not real. But if you're using it in that way of just stopping yourself on the surface, that's an ego tactic so that you don't look within, so that you don't actually look into your mind to find out what is really going on there. What I'm going to ask for you today is to have a pen and a piece of paper. I'm going to give you just a few steps that you can begin to take. And when the show is over, I ask for you to sit quietly, go through these steps that I'm going to give you. I'm going to give them pretty fast today. I have a lot of notes that I wrote down yesterday afternoon. So all I ask for you to do in this show is just to write down what I'm going to share with you. And then when I finish, to take time, and I really do encourage you to take it as soon as you can when the show is finished, because the mind is very clever in keeping you from doing this inner work. The mind that's in conflict, the mind that is sick, does not want to do this work. And so it has to be a real dedication that you really do want to experience change in your life. The other thing that I find a lot of people on a spiritual path do is make themselves guilty for having a sickness or physical pain. And that's also another ego trick to keep you at the surface level. 
Like if you're looking outside of yourself for a cure, you are searching the internet, you're reading other people's stories, and you're trying to use what worked for other people on yourself, you're still looking outside of yourself. You're not doing the work of really looking within your mind to find out what is going on here. What are the beliefs and the thoughts? What are the blocks and the obstacles that are in my mind? What is the fear? And you're looking directly at it now. And so it takes honesty. It takes courage. It takes willingness. And you're the physician. You're the physician. I love the line that Jesus gave to us. Physician, heal thyself. You are the doctor and you are the patient. And now, now you are going to experience true healing. So let's just begin. So what I would like to ask for you to do as a first step when we get off this show is I want you to write down all of the symptoms, just as if you were in a doctor's office and the doctor was to say to you, all right, what's going on? And I want you to really think that you're in the doctor's office. I want you to really know that you're not alone. There's a presence and a power within you, a physician. This is your true self. And you're having a consultation now. And so I want you to just write down, and this is going to be your prescription. You're writing it down on paper. What are the symptoms? And just write it down. Don't try to judge it. This is just for you. I want you to really look at what is the message that the body is trying to say to you through this experience. Don't try to find a cure. What you're going to do now is look and find out exactly what your own blocks are. I want you to write down, I have done this thing and it is this I would undo. So that is a line from A Course in Miracles. I have done this thing and it is this I would undo. So all sickness is isolation. That You've isolated yourself from your true being, the light that you are. You've isolated yourself from God. You've isolated yourself from others. I have done this thing. I isolated myself. Sickness is a retreat from others. And we do it because of fear. When we're very young children, we start to develop a wall to keep us safe. And now what you're doing is you are recognizing what your defenses are. What are your grievances? What are the thoughts that you're having? What are the beliefs that you hold? And so true healing now requires radical honesty. It requires a complete change of mind and a decision to do things in a completely new way. So I want you to really look at what particular part of the body is the physical symptom showing up in. Now, what's coming to you? What brought this on? And, you know, you have the answer and you know what to do. Last week, I made this poster that said, stand tall and have confidence. You have the answer and you know what to do. And I think that's really important. That's something I want for you to remember because what happens when you're in a state of sickness or pain or physical symptoms is that is a thought system of doubt. It's a thought system of weakness, of being a victim, of being powerless. And so now what you're doing is you're coming back into a place of certainty and confidence. Stand tall. 
and I really just ask for you to put that on your treatment page. Stand tall. To me, sickness is being off-center. That you have forgotten who you are. You have felt that you are alone. You have forgotten this presence and this power that is with you as you. And as you live in a state of off-balance for a continued amount of time, it begins to show up in the body. And so you're just out of alignment. And so all healing is nothing more than a decision to come back to your center, to get aligned again, to know that you're not alone, to begin to acknowledge this presence and this power and this light, to learn to work with this energy. And I love the line in The Course in Miracles. It says, release the inner light. So what you are in truth is all light, pure light. What we do as a human being is we create a wall of grievances, judgments, and these grievances hide the light of the world in you. So all healing is nothing more than discovering the blocks and the obstacles, the grievances, the judgments, the self-hatred, the condemnation, and have the willingness to let it go, to not hold on to it anymore. Because when you hold on to it, it literally blocks the light of the world in you. And when you are blocking the light, light wants to flow. It just does. It is so powerful. And when you block this light from flowing, it turns dark. The light turns dark. This is in the Bible from 2,000 years ago. It turns doubly dark. And that's why you have the experience of being in darkness, because you quite literally are. You're in the darkness. The light has turned to darkness because you are blocking it with your own fear. And true healing is a willingness to stop blocking, to start extending this light, to start giving of yourself. And so that's part of it. You want to really look at, okay, what's the message that this sickness is giving to me? So instead of trying to find a cure, really do suggest you stop looking on the internet. Stop looking outside of yourself. And I know for myself, for the last six years, I myself have been dealing with physical symptoms. They are disappearing. I've had for the last six years, actually it was before six years, I find this fascinating, that I started to have this question in my mind, how is healing accomplished? It was like this burning question, and I know how A Course in Miracles answers it, but I really felt as if there was a shift in the consciousness that there was going to come a time when we no longer were going to doctors, that we really were all healing ourselves. And I wanted to know how to do it. And I kept asking, and when I look back in my journals, it's just this question over and over and over, how is healing accomplished? And Jesus answers it in the manual for teachers in a section called How is Healing Accomplished? He said, healing is accomplished the instant the sufferer sees no value in pain. I thought, okay, well, I know what it says about it, but how does it really work? Like, how really do we achieve perfect health to have that kind of energy and vitality where there is no physical symptoms? So I had been asking this question, and then in January 2012, I got what I thought was the flu. 
felt like a virus. And I kept feeling like something's alive in me. It felt hot. It felt moving. I felt like something. And I kept writing it down in my journal. There's something alive in me. There was vomiting and there was fever and it would come and go. I never did the inner work back then. I never actually looked and saw like what's going in my mind that's creating this situation. I actually love it that this has happened to me because now it feels like I asked how is healing accomplished and I gave myself a physical experience that I could actually work with. It's like Jesus saying, okay, you want to know? You really want to know? Okay, boom, we're going to give you an autoimmune disease. And the doctors say it's incurable, and here you go. Now you have a testing ground. Now apply the words that I'm going to tell you so that you can see there's no order of difficulty in miracles. For the longest time, I look back in my journals, it's amazing to me how much of my journals was just doubt. Just saying, why is this happening? Please heal me. What can I do? Jesus tells us, very specifically in A Course in Miracles, that we have to let go of doubt and step into certainty. For me, it was all manifesting in my mouth, in my throat, in speaking, in seeing, my eyes. So a lot of it was just tied up in communication. And so what I'm going to ask for you to do is I want you to just sit quietly and ask yourself, what message is the body trying to say to you through this experience? For me, when I sat quietly and asked that question, it had everything to do with fear of teaching, fear of communicating, fear of being authentically myself. And I hadn't been myself for a long time. Like I really felt like I was trying to get the words right when I was teaching and expressing and I was terribly afraid of being criticized. So what I did was I created scenarios where I just thought, well, I just won't teach, then I'll be safe. And I'm not going to teach unless I can get it perfect. And of course, you can never get it perfect. So what started to happen was I stopped teaching. I just thought, I don't want to express this message because I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. And I stopped teaching for years and I was going to become a waitress and, and then I decided to go become a Zumba instructor. And there's nothing wrong with being a waitress or a Zumba instructor, but for me, it was a defense. And this is what I'm saying is that only you can know what your defenses are. I was hiding. I just was wanting to just go underground and not ever have to express any message about God or Jesus. I just, I remember whenever I would talk about God or Jesus, people would start to say things. And it just felt like, okay, I don't want the conflict. And so I lived in that space for quite a while. And suddenly it's manifesting as physical symptoms. For me, it was showing up as dry mouth, dry eyes, congestion, mucus in the eyes, red eyes. 
a situation that was very visible. I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to be in front of people. I didn't want to have a camera on me. So I stopped teaching. I just literally said, okay, I'm just going to try to find a cure for this. And when I find a cure and the dry mouth goes away and the red eye goes away and the mucus goes away, then I'll start extending again. Then I'll start teaching. And so we bargain with God. And what I found was that the problem, the thing that the body was telling me was that I was afraid of communicating. So the cure for me was to start communicating. It was a decision to be completely authentic and to not be perfect anymore and to start showing up and to not wait until the symptoms went away, to really just make a decision that I am going to just be myself completely. And that's why I called this the Lisa show, because I don't want to call it A Course in Miracles radio, even though that is absolutely my total love. I read the course every single day. I am in love with Jesus. I am in love with the message. But it was really this decision that I'm just going to speak from my heart from now on. And so what I ask for you to do is I want you to look at what are the symptoms. Just write it all down. Don't make yourself guilty for it. And then what is the body trying to tell you? What's the message in here? You have the answer. I want you to keep remembering that. You have the answer and you know what to do. Now you're just stepping into this certainty and this confidence. And it will take a moment of just being silent. So I want you to think about how do you talk about your physical symptoms? How do you think about it? What are the actual words in the actual thoughts? And I want you to just put it all down on paper. I want you to see exactly what you're, you're saying. And so for me, it was, I can't see, I can't talk. This is what I was thinking to myself. I can't see. My vision was just blurry. I can't see, I can't see, I can't see. And then I get to look at that. I get to, I got to see what the mind was doing. All healing is you resolving unresolved and often unconscious emotional issues. So what blocks are there? I want you to look at how are you isolating? Are you connected with God? Are you having a relationship with yourself? How are you isolating from others? I want you to look at what are your grievances? And just write it all down. Write a list of names of people that you're upset with, that you're angry with, situations that are troubling you. Remember, you're in the doctor's office right now. This is you with you. You're with the greatest healer who ever lived, Jesus. I want you to really think about that. When you are with your piece of paper and your pen, I want you to think, I'm with Jesus. Jesus was not 2,000 years ago. Jesus is now. The Christ is with you. Greatest healer who ever lived is with you now. And now you are working in a collaboration with the doctor. This is all that's happening here. And it's exciting because you will find out all the blocks, all the obstacles, all the beliefs. And you will discover them through your thoughts and your words and your actions. 
you begin recognizing and resolving these emotional issues. And you might think, I do not know how to resolve these emotional issues. I do not know how to deal with these blocks. And I want you to say to yourself, yes, I do. I know the answer. I know what to do. Because we act helpless, we act weak. I want you to find out what sickness serves for you. I also want you to think about how are you managing your energy? And you may never have thought about that. You may have thought, I never thought about how I'm managing my energy. How are you managing your light? Are you the boss of your energy and your energy is your thoughts, your words, your actions, or is it the boss of you? Who's running the show here? And so you're learning now to work with your own energy. Discover how being weak, sick, powerless serves you. It's giving you something. So for me, I didn't have to teach. I could be quote unquote safe. And I lived in that space for long enough that I began to manifest physical symptoms of the thought system that I had been living in. Like I don't want to teach. I don't want to be criticized. And the mind is so powerful that it begins to give you exactly what you've been asking for. So start to really look at, okay, how is this serving me? And quite often, it's just that you just want to rest. You want to take time for yourself and you don't dare to ask for it. So you create a physical symptom, a sickness, where now you can rest. It could be that you're in a job that you don't like. Could be that you're in a situation that you don't like. Maybe you're in a relationship that you know is over and you're still sticking around in it. The other night I was with a friend of mine and he was talking about his first marriage. He was married for over 20 years and his wife was very hostile and it just was not a very good marriage. And he said that he used to sit in a chair at night or he would lay in his bed at night and he would just think, this is my life. This is just how it is. And he was a young man still. He was still in his 30s. He just thought, well, oh well. And, and then he got out of that marriage. And now he's in this great marriage. And his life is completely different. And he made a decision that he really couldn't tolerate anymore this life that he was living. And I was reading this great story about Dr. Bernie Siegel, who wrote the book Love, Medicine, and Miracles. He's a cancer surgeon and an author, and he told the story of a patient, Arthur, who was diagnosed with advanced stage cancer, who was given less than a year to live, and was sent home to put his affairs in order. And five years later, Bernie Siegel ran into this man in the supermarket and couldn't believe that he was still alive. Dr. Siegel asked the man what happened. Arthur reminded Dr. Siegel of the advice that he had given him after he revealed his diagnosis. And it says here, because he believed his patient had only a short time left, Dr. Siegel had told Arthur to make it the best six to 12 months of his life. 
Arthur had taken the advice literally. He went home and quit the job he never really liked, booked himself on a cruise he'd always wanted to take, and began piano lessons, which was something else he'd always wanted to do. After six months of this new life, Arthur said he was feeling so good that he decided he didn't have to die. Five years later, he was in great health and hadn't been sick once during the interim. Flabbergasted, Dr. Siegel had his staff follow up on the families of many patients he'd long assumed had passed away, only to discover that many of them were still alive years later and completely healthy. Dr. Siegel says there are no incurable diseases, only incurable people. That sentence right there is part of the reason I have not been very vocal about healing until recently, because I have seen that not everyone is healed. And I thought, well, this information just doesn't work. What I know is that there is no incurable disease, only incurable people. That some people are just too afraid to look within at what their blocks and their beliefs are. That the fear is just too great to live in a new way. It's too much to leave a relationship that they don't really want to be in. And so you have to really come to this place in your life to see if you're willing to change your mind, if you're willing to change your habits, if you're willing to change your routines, if you're willing to change your beliefs, if you're willing to let go of grievances. And it can be a scary place because we're so used to feeling like we have to show up this certain way. This is how people know us. And if I don't show up this way that I think I'm expected to show up in, people won't like me. This is the place where you have to decide, are you going to keep people pleasing or are you going to heal? And to really let go of the things that are not serving you, to walk away from these situations that you are just tolerating and to say, that's enough of that. And I'm no longer going to live in this way. I'm going to be alive. I love it to make it the best six to 12 months of his life and to take this advice literally. And I love this sentence in here. Arthur said he was feeling so good that he decided he didn't have to die. So all healing is recognizing and releasing a way of being. You have been a certain way. You've been weak or powerless or victim or holding grievances and you recognize this is just a way of being or you're not being yourself you're not being authentic you're not speaking up like I've heard that cancer is something held in that you're not expressing yourself I want you to look at where is this sickness showing up in your body like often if it's in the back or in the legs you feel like you're not being supported or maybe you're afraid to move forward if you have problems with your legs, with the hands and with the arms. Maybe it's uh, you've been carrying too much or you're afraid to reach out. Like it's, It always is going to show up in the physical area and the words that you use and the thoughts that you've been thinking. So you might just want to spend the next week watching yourself. Watch the thoughts that you're thinking and the words that you're using. And whenever you find yourself thinking, I want this to be healed, I want you to change it. So think about that. I want this to be healed. You've given your power away. You are waiting on something to do something for you. 
So in, just built into that is powerlessness. So instead of, I want a healing, I want you to think about the state of being, the way of being that you want to show up. And so it could be, I'm feeling joy, I'm feeling vibrant, I'm extending love, I'm in gratitude. And if you think about these physical symptoms as vibrations, so you might think it's too much of a jump to go from sad and depressed and angry to vibrant and joyful. That's a, that's a big jump. But what you can do is if you're working with your own energy and your own vibration is to just shift to gratitude, shift to appreciation, whatever you can do to get out of that containment that you've been holding yourself in and just shift your energy a little. And what happens when you shift your energy a little is it starts to just move on its own. It knows exactly what to do. I want to tell you something important. Love is your power. I want you to write that down. Love is your power. And it is yours to give. And there is a light in you that is there for you to begin extending. And this light will heal you. This love will heal you. And it is a direct experience. You must start giving. You must start extending. I know no other way. And just drop the idea that you're sick. You're not sick. You're pure light. So you're having an experience of symptoms or cancer. Where's your focus going? Your focus is either going to go to the body identity or it's going to the truth of what you are, the light. The light can never be sick. And all healing is nothing more than returning back to a state of wholeness again, which is already true. You're already whole. It's coming back into harmony. And for me over the last couple of years, it was tremendous feelings of overwhelm and stress, constantly feeling that I was letting people down, that I wasn't able to be there for everyone. I would just wake up in the morning and immediately just feel that I'd already had failed people. Before I even got out of bed, I was feeling this pressure, this heaviness. I wasn't dealing with the stress. I was not doing things to let go of that. And so it's no big surprise to me that the body started to reflect what was going on in my inner thoughts. And then I had a few experiences where I thought I was going to die. That was actually a turning point for me. All of these journals with all of this content in it, I never put it in a healing program. It's been a vision of mine for years. And I just kept thinking, I'm not ready. I can't talk about healing until I've experienced healing. And then I started to feel, I'm going to die. I am literally leaving this earthly plane. And all of my notes are going to be in my journals that I never finished what I wanted to do. It snapped me awake. It was a big wake-up call for me. And I just kept making these decisions that... I'm going to just be free. I'm going to be authentic from now on. I'm not going to stress out. I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm not going to be guilty if I'm not calling everybody back and if I'm not responding to all of my emails. 
And you really can see that this becomes a priority for you to live authentically, to have the best six months to a year of your life. What would you do if you knew that your time on earth was limited? What would you do? I remember in the last few years of Yogananda's life, he knew that he had this information in his head about Jesus And he knew that he had to get it on paper. And he had spent much of his life just doing public teachings, traveling a lot, surrounded by people. And in one instant, he knew, I have to stop all of that because I have to get this out of my head onto paper. And he retreated from all of his traveling and all of his teaching to write The Second Coming of Christ, which is brilliant. It is a brilliant work. And he pretty much just went into seclusion. He had a few people that were with him helping him. But he knew, like, this is it. Like, people expected him to be teaching and traveling and be this great teacher. And he just came to this point and he said, no, I'm listening. I'm trusting to my own inner voice and I'm following it. To me, that's true healing. And he didn't need to heal anything, but that's a great demonstration of somebody who's really listening. And that was the place that I came into where I really recognized, okay, I have all of these ideas of how I'm supposed to show up in the world. They're all ideas that I simply placed on myself. In a moment, I recognized I don't have to do any of that anymore. Of Course in Miracles says, the past is over, I let it go. And it takes great courage to come into a place where you can really let the past go. You say, that's enough of that. I'm not going to do this job I don't want to do. I'm not going to be in these relationships that I don't want to be in. I'm not going to pretend to be anything other than who I am. And you start showing up in a new way. So you have your list of symptoms now, and I want you to really find out what's the message that the body is trying to tell you, that the mind is trying to tell you. It's trying to come through. What is it? And then really just look at how can you change your routine, your habits, your thinking, your words, your life, and, and recognize that this is your healing treatment. How are you holding back and why? Why are you holding back? That's important. Like, ask yourself that question. If you're not doing the things you love to do, why not? What are your distractions? Are you expressing yourself? Are you living authentically? Really look at what is going on with you. And you will discover all of the beliefs that you have about yourself. And the ego is going to be pissed when you do this work. It doesn't want you to look. But you must make a decision. You say, okay, this is important to me. I'm looking now. You must find out what's going on in your mind and heal that. So you're going to go within and find out what this illness is, what these symptoms are, what are they trying to tell you. Find out the beliefs and then be willing to release them. Ask yourself, what do you need to get rid of? What needs to change? I think a big part of healing is to stop punishing yourself, to stop suppressing guilt, to stop feeling shame, to stop with the self-hatred. And you might think, I can't do that. I don't have that power. And you absolutely do have that power. You have the ability to direct your thinking. And if you think you don't have the ability to direct your thinking, you're acting from the place of being weak and powerless. 
So there's this line in A Course in Miracles I want to read. It says, every response you make is determined by what you think you are. What do you think you are? I am the love of God. Every response you make is determined by what you think you are. What you want to be determines what you think you are. So what do you want to be? I want to be the joy of the Lord. I want to be the peace of God. I want to be the light of the world. I want to be a happy child, free. What you want to be determines what you think you are. And what you want to be determines every response you make. Teach no one that he is what you do not want to be. This is on page 284 of the CE edition of A Course in Miracles. I'm going to read it again. Every response you make is determined by what you think you are. What you want to be determines what you think you are. What you want to be determines every response you make. Teach no one that he is what you do not want to be. So think about it. Oftentimes we're making other people guilty. We're attacking others. And the mind training of A Course in Miracles says you must relinquish attack completely. So all of those times that I was in doubt, I was attacking myself. People have asked me how I lost 60 pounds in effortless way over the last couple of years. How did you do it? What did you eat? I'm going to tell you how I did it. I started to love myself. I stopped with the dieting. I said, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm just going to love myself in the way that I am, in the body that I'm in. I'm going to totally love myself. That's the whole treatment, love. Love is the answer. Love is your power. And I bought clothes that fit me and I just said, that's it. I'm going to honor and I'm going to bless myself from now on. And I'm done with thinking that I need to improve myself. And I'm just going to love myself completely. In that love, I started to do things differently. I saw all of my old habits of self-sabotage and I changed. And that's how healing is accomplished. The way to dispel illusions is to withdraw all investment from them. They will have no life for you because you have put them out of your mind. The gift of life is yours to give. All confusion comes from not extending life. Give only honor. Give only blessings. Give only love. Give appreciation and gratitude. And Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. Rest in his love and protect your rest by loving. So it's just important that you really take this power back and you recognize that you have the ability to direct your thinking. So I just thank you for being here with me. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Let the past go. Learn to be kind to yourself. That's important. I just think so many of us just are not kind to ourselves. So how to deal with physical symptoms, use them, see them as a gift, see them as a message. They're telling you something and stop trying to heal them. Stop trying to change them. Just recognize that something's been trying to get your attention. And now what you're going to do is you're going to listen. That's how you deal with physical symptoms. Let them speak to you. What are they saying to you? And then you do the deep inner work of going within and finding out what can you change? What needs to be changed in your thinking, in your actions? Take responsibility for whatever seems to be happening.
This is total freedom. And you'll feel excited about it. But that's how I felt. I felt like, okay, wow, I brought this on. Nobody did this to me. I'm not being punished. For years, I thought I was being punished. And I also thought I was having physical symptoms because somehow I thought Jesus was holding me back. It was like being the horse at the gate. And Jesus was holding the gate closed because the world wasn't ready. I actually had those thoughts. I just thought, okay, I, I really want to just give and extend, but it's not time. And so I felt that I was being stalled. And now I see I just did it all to myself. Nobody was holding me back. Nobody was doing anything to me. The secret of salvation is this. You are doing this unto yourself. No matter what seems to be happening in your experience, you are doing this to yourself. And you're not guilty for it. It's just a fact. And I really came to this place where I recognized, okay, this is exciting. I'm not a victim. Like I brought this on for some reason and it is this I have done. I have done this thing and it is this I would undo. And that becomes your dedication. And you find out all the ways that you can become authentic, that you can show up in a way that brings you so much joy. And you start giving and you don't care what people say and what they think because you know your time is limited. You just recognize how precious the day is. I mean, the thought of death can be such a great gift because it really does show you what's important now and you recognize wow i might only be here for another couple months or another couple days why am i doing things that i don't want to do that should wake you up that should snap you right awake and you begin to find out all the things you love to do so all healing is nothing more than the recognition that sickness is a defense against the truth that's it. Like we make ourselves sick so that we don't have to be the love of God that we are. That we can continue to be weak and powerless and separate from others and isolate ourselves until we die. And in a moment, you recognize, I am not going to live that way anymore. And this becomes an experiment ground for you to test these ideas out. I invite you to be bold. I invite you to practice these ideas. I invite you to go deep within and find out what is going on in your thinking and then make a decision to direct your thinking. In sickness, the mind just goes automatically to the body. It goes to the pain. So it requires you to really be a master in that you are stepping into mastery now and you are directing your thinking now only to love, only to the light that you are. You're identifying now with the truth, which is that I am Christ. I am the love of God. I am the joy of God. I'm not alone. And you start working now in collaboration with this presence and this power. You recognize these lower energy fields of shame, guilt, blame, depression, sadness, anger, jealousy, and you say, I'm done. No longer need to live in this way. These emotions do not serve me. This is not what I am. And in the beginning, as I said, you may not know how to get out of that state, that location. All you need is a willingness say, I don't want to live in this way. I don't want to hold on to this grievance anymore. I don't want to attack myself anymore. I don't want to attack others anymore. 
I want only to love. I want only peace. And in that is your commitment. And the next time you attack, you will remember. said, I just said I don't want to attack, and here I am attacking myself again, or I'm attacking another. And so you quickly come back into a place where now you are being conscious, you are being aware, you're not looking outside yourself for the cure. You're finding out your blocks and your obstacles and your beliefs. You're seeing the wall that you put up to protect yourself from the truth. And you're making a decision to show up in a new way. And the final piece is that you are deciding on the outcome that you want. So you have your symptoms, you have the causes, what is the message that all of this is showing you, what are the changes that you can make. And the final thing I ask for you to do, and I'm grateful if you're still here listening, this piece is important, is you are deciding on the outcome that you want. Just think about the outcome that you would like to achieve, whether it's perfect health, more energy, vitality, joy, purpose. Decide on the outcome and then live it. Don't wait for it. It's already here. It's already been given. And keep picturing that outcome. And so for me, it was an outcome of expressing the excitement and the joy that I've been expressing in my journals all these years. Like I get so excited and happy in the morning when I dump all of these ideas from my head onto the page. And I kept thinking, I want to share these journals with people. I want to share what's in these journals in a public way. I want to create a healing program. But the fear was so great. I just thought, I'm not ready. I will be criticized. And now it's a space where I say, I'm doing it. And I've always wanted to create this healing program. This has been a vision of mine forever. This is my healing. This is the place where I have determined the outcome. The outcome that I want is that I'm showing up in my life every day and bringing the light of God to all the places I go. That I am shining a light in this world and just lighting it up with God's love. And I'm inspiring people. And I have lots of energy. And there's a joining there. And there's an excitement. And that's the outcome. And so then it was just a decision to step into this outcome because it's already happening. Jesus talks about this, that what you think is the future is actually now. So don't wait. This is your healing. Whatever it is that comes to you that you would absolutely love to do and how you would like to feel, step into it. It doesn't matter if you don't have the money, if you just don't know how to do it. You do know how to do it. Remember that. Stand tall, have confidence, you have the answer, and you know what to do. And I hope this has been inspiring to you. I love to read your comments. So you can post them at soundcloud.com slash Lisa Natoli right under this episode. And I'm just going to carry on. I really feel that I want to keep sharing these ideas of healing and transformation and happiness here on The Lisa Show. And I'm just so grateful that we are together. I love you.